Well, hello and welcome to episode two of Gospel Conversations, where we sit down with uh, different people, missionaries, pastors, ministry leaders, uh, just maybe members of our congregation, and learn more about them, learn what makes them tick, and how God is working in their lives. And today we have uh, Nate Colson, who is our youth pastoral candidate at the moment. Uh, he's here with his wife, uh, Keniston, this weekend, October 22nd to 24th. Uh, he'll be meeting a number of people at Gospel Chapel, uh, experiencing some of Grand Forks, and uh, and they're discerning whether this is a right fit for them, and we as a church are also discerning whether they are a right fit for us. And so uh, part of this is that there's some meet and greet opportunities, um, but there's a number of people that won't get a chance to really uh, hear Nate's, Nate's heart and his story um, too much depth. And so we thought we would have a conversation with Nate and ask some of those questions. And so Pastor Ben sat down with Nate uh, and they went through a variety of questions. You'll hear some of Nate's story, his heart for youth ministry, and, uh, and that'll just help us in part of this process. So uh, thanks for tuning in. Uh, to Gospel Conversations. You can uh, like, subscribe, uh, get notifications, uh, just hit those buttons either on our YouTube or Spotify or Apple Podcasts. And, uh, and thanks for tuning in as we enjoy learning more about Jesus uh, through the stories of one another in Gospel Conversations. All right, well, here we are. Uh, welcome Gospel Chapel and anyone else who finds this YouTube video. Uh, we are excited to introduce uh, our candidate right now, uh, Nate. And uh, you know, this is a little bit, it's a little bit different of a process right now with COVID. Um, but we thought it would be a really cool opportunity because we know that some of you won't be able to have an opportunity or a chance to meet Nate or his wife. Uh, so we thought, let's just shoot a little bit of a video so that everyone has at least some kind of opportunity to um, kind of get to know you and, and uh, kind of meet you in this way, which I know it seems a little bit weird, but we've had uh, a number of opportunities over the weekend for you to interact with people and people to interact with you, but we do know that there'll be some um, that just won't get the chance. So mm -hmm. it is a little bit different uh, for the candidating process, but we thought, why not? Let's let's go for it. Um, so pretty informal, but we just wanted to uh, shoot this for our church family. And, and Nate, thank you for um, being willing to do that. So um, yeah, why don't you introduce yourself? Uh, sure. I've now called you Nate, so we know about that much. But give us your full, your full what's your full legal name? Uh, Nathaniel Brock Colson. Brock, wow. Yeah, Nathaniel Brock Colson. But yeah. Nate's just easier to remember. So. <laughs> Do you prefer Nate or Nathaniel? Nate. Yeah, yeah okay. no. Not only my mother and the older women in my family call me Nathaniel. So. Okay. Yeah. So what about when, uh, is it Pastor Nate or Pastor Nathaniel? Oh, it's Pastor Nate. Yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, okay. So Nate, um, yeah, tell us, tell us just a little bit about yourself, you know, introduce yourself to our congregation kind of thing. And, and um, I know she's not here with us right now, but your wife and, and so forth. Yeah, sure. 
Yeah, so uh, I'm Nate from Saskatchewan. I'm currently living in Langenberg, Saskatchewan. Uh, originally, uh, I was born and raised in Lloydminster, and then I met my wife, and we got married, and I ended up on the very other side of Saskatchewan. Uh, my wife's name is Keniston uh, Dale. Uh, her maiden name is Korzanowski, but it's Colson now. Um, but, Wait, uh, what was the maiden name? Korzanowski. What is what what uh, background is that? Uh, Ukrainian. Wow. Yeah. Okay. And she makes really good Ukrainian food too. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we've been married for almost four years now. Okay. Um, and uh, yeah, uh, that's kind of we're just we're living in Langenberg right now. Okay. And uh, we're we're pretty excited about this opportunity to be checking out Grand Forks and and uh, yeah. Sweet. So you've been in Grand Forks for. Not even 20 hours at this point. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you came into Grand Forks last night. I drove you in, uh, you know, it's like 7 p.m. or something like that. It's pitch black. You can't really see anything. We drive up to the PV Ranch where you're staying for the for the few days here in the cabins. Uh, the road was closed on the one way, so we went down Brown Creek Road. So you've already seen Brown Creek Road. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have some people that, from our church that live there, so they'll be sh- okay. shout out to the Sheeshers. Um <laughs> And so we went down that road, and middle of the night, kind of, well, not middle, but, you know, it's it's late at night. Uh, you get into your cabin, and you spend the night. Then you wake up, and you're up in the beautiful North Fork of Grand Forks up at the, we just say it's the ranch. Everyone just calls it the ranch. But, oh, I see. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so you're up at the ranch, and um, then you come down into Grand Forks in the morning. You found your way. Uh, to the Wooden Spoon. Mm-hmm. You got to meet Gary and Barb Peters uh, this morning. So, you know, a couple of the best from our congregation. Uh, you met the staff now, yep. and I gave you a tour of the building. Yep. So, you know, there's your first, like, we're really cramming things in. <laughs> You've been here for, yeah, not even 20 hours. Give me some, I know this is maybe unfair, but give me some of your first impressions so far, okay. we, you know, in your experience. Yeah, well, I guess first impressions is this area is gorgeous, mm. uh, very beautiful. Like nice. Even when we were, we were driving in at night, like still the um, seeing the town in the valley and the big mountains and then the moon just kind of almost perfectly right in the middle of that. That was yeah, pretty right. gorgeous. And then, yeah, I'm waking up this morning to, to, the, to the scenery that we had, um, you know, big mountain and then the clouds just kind of cresting over top and... And then when I started reading some scripture, it was talking about mountains and stuff too. So it's just, oh, it's just beautiful. Sweet. <laughs> yeah. Uh, way better than looking at flat, nothing. Yeah. Okay. So so let's stop there for a second. Yeah. When I went to Briarcrest, uh, the prairies make me a little bit nervous. Okay. Um, it's just too flat. So I can see way too far. I need mountains. But I've heard that people that come from the prairies often, they feel claustrophobic with the mountains. Mm. What, what's your... Uh, You've been to Kelowna a number of times for your your school, but what's yep. been? Uh, how do you feel with that? I don't feel claustrophobic. Um, okay. I feel I kind of feel like I want to start climbing some of them, and, okay. and yep. uh, you know I, I love all the evergreen trees and, and all the pines and stuff. That's really beautiful. Yeah. Um, so I, I don't really feel claustrophobic, but uh, I think the only thing is that the driving is the right. That's that's what makes different. me a little tense so far. Yeah. But uh, okay, that's fair. <laughs> yeah. Especially yeah after you you're. You're borrowing my parents' Mini Cooper. Yep. Going down Brown Creek Road, you're getting right on the dirt road. Yeah. <laughs> so we're weaving through it and going, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but sorry, you're, you were telling me more about your experience so far. Yeah. In Grand Forks. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, the community seems really nice. We did a little bit of a drive around this morning and, okay. and just seems really, really nice, really homey. Um, kind of reminded uh, my wife a little bit of Dauphin. Okay. And me of like Nippon and stuff. So there's some communities that we've 
we can kind of compare it to, and we we like both of those communities, so it's kind of meaning that we're we're liking what we see here. Cool. Um, and uh, yeah, the people that we've met so far, man, just super super awesome people. Oh, nice. Yeah, Good. Staff, it was really awesome just to have that meal with the staff and have some great conversation and mm-hmm. and uh, break bread and and um, yeah, and then Gary Peters also, and yeah, it's yeah. Uh, it's been pretty wonderful in the building too. Like this is a awesome facility yeah it's pretty cool fantastic facility yeah yeah Yeah, we're really blessed to have this space that's for sure yeah uh gary grill you pretty good (laughs) yes some good questions yeah (laughs) good yeah Yeah, perfect that's good yeah gary of course is on our search team so we want to make sure that uh we're checking in on things with you so that's good i'm glad you're able to connect with gary and barb Mm -hmm. um and you went to the wooden spoon this morning yeah perfect what did you get uh i had the donut with the bacon on it yeah it was pretty good. Um, and Keniston had some kind of like leek, onion, pastry breakfast thing. Perfect. It was also really delicious. So nice. Yeah, really, really good. Yeah. Good stuff. It's great food there. Yeah. And you've already had, you've only, you haven't even been here 24 hours, and you've already had a true Grand Forks experience because you saw someone at the wooden spoon that you knew. Yep. Yeah, saw Tony there. <laughs> Tony and Jet Hoffman. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah, and and we're at, we're walking in the line, and I, I I noticed them first. I was like, oh, that that looks like Tony. He looks really familiar. But yeah, it's like ah, I don't know if I should go say anything. I'm just gonna order our stuff and well run into them later if it is him. But yeah. then yeah, later uh, when they were leaving, they stopped by, and I was like, Nate, Kenneth, and Coulson. Oh, nice. was that is that you? Read your name on the back of your jacket and stuff. So hilarious. Yeah. Oh, so. there you go. That's 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 a Grand Forks experience right there. So, and a, well, yeah. No, that's good. Um, what was I going to ask you? Um, yeah, well, let's let's just jump into some of the um, kind of the work end of stuff. So, tell us a little bit right now your background in terms of uh, Bible College and education. Sure. So, uh, I went to Nippon Bible College for a year, um, and uh, from there, I am currently enrolled through Rocky Mountain Bible College. Right. Uh, towards or getting a uh, Bachelor of Arts in uh, Leadership Development and a major in Youth Ministry. And I'm also a coalition student. Right. Um, and uh, so I'm getting a lot of my youth ministry related courses through the coalition right now. Which was the same program that I just finished from getting my master's degree mm-hmm. um, in Kelowna. So uh, what, how much time you got left before you have like a, a full BA? Do you know what, what the timeline is? Yeah, so uh, once I'm done with the coalition, I'll have about 42 credited hours left. Okay. Uh, so that's roughly around 15 courses online to take. Okay. Um, so th- there'll be a little bit of a push to get it done. Yeah. But um, I think if I manage my time well and, and had that ability to really uh, crunch it in, I could probably get it done in a matter of a couple of years. I'm yep. sure. Nice. That's awesome. Yeah, and, and that's, um, I think most most of Gospel Chapel knows, I think, um you and I, that's where we kind of connected because mm-hmm. I've been um, helping the coalition as a, a mentor mm-hmm. um, to BA students. And so Marv uh, Penner connected us, um, you know, a year and a bit ago now, or just, just about a year ago uh, when you were starting your first year through the coalition. Yeah. 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 So I've been able to get to know Nate for, for a while, which has been really cool. And it just happened that the, the path has led to here so far. So that's been really mm-hmm. cool. Um, Tell us a little bit about um, even just some prior youth ministry experience that you've had. Yeah, uh, when I was at college, I was on a traveling ministry team called the Axis Team, mm-hmm. 
And uh, we went to different youth groups throughout Saskatchewan and then later did a ministry trip that went into Manitoba and Ontario. And uh, we threw youth nights. Cool. Um, we'd go to these varying churches and uh, if they had a gym, we'd do a gym blast. We'd kind of use what we had and, mm-hmm. and uh, we'd do an activity and then we'd uh, provide a snack and then also do a devotional and a testimony. And, uh, you know, be there to encourage and support the volunteers that were there as well. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then from there, I was also a youth leader and a small group leader at a church in Lloydminster, uh, First Baptist Church. Cool. And uh, yeah, that, that, that church um, and that ministry is where I really got a passion for discipling uh, because once I became a small group leader and you start making those much more personal connections with youth and, right. and stuff, that's, that's pretty, uh, pretty transformative. Um, and then, yeah, I was also uh, a youth pastor at, uh, at a church in Langenberg for about two years. Okay. So Nice. So you kind of, I think I, you hinted at it a little bit, but if you can give us a little bit of like your philosophy of youth ministry, you know, like what's, um, do you know what I mean when I say philosophy of youth ministry? Yeah, like kind of like my idea of what youth ministry is yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. Give us a little bit of that picture. Sure. Um, so I, I guess I believe that like youth ministry is integral to affording the kingdom of God. Mm-hmm. Um I think that youth ministry is multifaceted. It, it spreads the gospel. It disciples youth. Uh, it can equip parents and uh, youth volunteers as well. Um, I think youth ministry should create a welcoming and loving community. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it initiates the process of uh, the bigger church family welcoming younger brothers and sisters in Christ into the into the greater church, or and uh, and helping them grow in spiritual maturity as well. Mm-hmm. And. Uh, I also think it's it's needed now more than ever. I think youth ministry is super critical right now, mm. and uh, yeah, that's, that's well. Let's drill let's drill down on that a little bit. Um, the The landscape of so much has been altered. Mm-hmm. Some of which may never go back. Some of which will, and you know we're still in the midst of a lot of this. Where do you see youth ministry in Canada, let's say? Where do you see some of the youth ministry going or shifting or, you know, if you if you see trends or different things or, or things that, you know, we go, you know what, we probably can do away with some of this now or, mm-hmm. you know, I know it's a hard question maybe, but uh, yeah. what are some of your thoughts around that? Kind of the future of youth ministry almost. Yeah, um, I think youth ministry is going to be... Uh, going to start focusing more on those like relationships between youth and, and an adult that genuinely cares about them and okay. wants to see them grow. Um, I think that uh, that relationship aspect between peers and, and also adults is going to be pretty big because um, if we're seeing anything right now, it's that youth don't really have um, those those really good connections anymore. And mm-hmm. there's also social media and, and gaming. There's just so many ways that youth are, are kind of, um, they're just not getting those connections that we're made to have. Um, So I think that's going to be a a big emphasis is going to be uh, kind of these uh, um, more small groups or these uh, more relationship-focused ministries. Um, I also think that uh, games are going to be less or Mm. like entertainment is going to be less of a thing in the future. Um, I think youth ministry should be fun. Yeah. But I think the the main emphasis of it being like uh, some kind of huge activity, something crazy... Um, I think that's going to become less. So let's start with the first one. Are you suggesting or kind of saying instead of having, you know, 
the lead youth pastor connecting with 30 to 50 kids, let's say for argument's sake, or the, the youth group, if that's kind of an average, I don't, well, that's probably higher than average, 20 plus whatever, um, would, would change from that to more um, intentional connections with small groups of teenagers with adults? Is that kind of what you're saying? Yeah, like the volunteers, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So intentional um, adult volunteers with small group. Like you see the way forward in youth ministry being small group focused. Yeah, more so, yeah. Like okay. I think like they'll, I think the big group events are really good, but yeah. um, I think uh, what the youth would probably be longing more for, more so would be the, like, yeah, those closer connections where they can be uh, very real with one another and okay. talk about struggles and work through faith and stuff. And uh, so then even when you, you mentioned the youth pastor's role, engaging with all these youth, like I think that'll still be a part of it, but uh, I think the youth pastoral role would almost uh, start shifting towards um, equipping volunteers mm, to okay. be like those pastors to, to their small groups, if that makes sense. Kind of like Jesus with the disciples. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. No, I, 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 can, I can get on board with that. Um, not like it matters what I think anyway, but um, that's great. Uh, so why why a shift in the games end of things? Why do you see that shifting? Yeah, I, I think the biggest shift or what's causing that is that um, youth have every kind of entertainment under the sun mm -hmm. outside of the church. Mm -hmm. um, and, uh, and I think a lot of them are, are getting tired of that. Like they want something real. Okay. They want something more authentic. Um, they want to experience faith mm -hmm. and... Uh, and be able to be engaged with that more than just you know coming to a Friday night and and, and uh, doing some kind of fun game and stuff because yeah like we can do that but at the same time um, we also see what's being offered to them outside uh, that's more destructive and and stuff and but at the same time it could be more tempting for them to be a part of like partying or okay. or, or things like that. Um, so, and I've also been reading a lot of articles, like one I read from, I think it's Love is Moving. Okay, yep. Um, and the article was titled, uh, Less Like Hippos, More Like Honeybees. Okay. And uh, the, the point is that, like, uh, youth ministry in the past generations has been focused more on just, like, pa like packing as much stuff as you can on a youth night, making mm. it super fun, super crazy, and then you tack on a little bit of a devotional at the end. Um, but it just seems with what... Um, this generation of youth are, are like now, um, they want to be involved in something that they can get behind and believe in themselves and, and, uh, be a part of the working of that. Okay. So, you know. so, um, so are you kind of saying, you know, on, on some level, because there's so much that students can get plugged into entertainment wise, good and bad, um, that it's not something that we also have to fight to offer because we are offering something different or better. Is that is that what you're saying? Yeah, I, I think so. Um, like again, I think youth ministry should be fun. Yeah. Um, and and entertainment is a bad isn't a bad thing. Playing right. games isn't a bad thing. Like you know, playing pool and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. um, I think it's just the the point of what it is trying to be achieved. Ah, uh, okay, yeah. So rather than just making it a social gathering and right. something to just, you know, offer something fun and entertaining for the youth, it's like, okay, yeah. what's the point of 
our entertainment for the evening? Yep. Are, are we building relationships between students and right. and are we pointing them to Christ through our activities or are we just purely just trying to offer them something fun to do this week? Yeah, and, and that's a great point because I think that's a balance and a, something that youth pastors wrestle with all the time. I know in Grand Forks, you know, there, there's a great church core at Gospel Chapel, which is a blessing, and there's a big one coming up into the youth ministry. But for the 10 years I, I've been doing youth ministry here, there's a there's been a great core of kids who don't know Jesus. And so sometimes the temptation is to be like, man, I really don't want to lose those kids. Um, and so I want to offer things that bring them back and things right. that are fun and whatever. Yeah. But then sometimes I'm surprised that it's not always that that, that is bring them out anyway. Yeah. Right? Is right. that is that's kind of what you're saying too. And, and yeah. I think I think also what you're saying along with that um, is that it's not even necessarily the fun or, you know, God's word. I mean, certainly should be and can be, um, but it's also the relationship, yep. um, which is both things. Mm-hmm. It should be fun and, and exciting and filled with joy and also intentional. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. No, I think that's great, Nate. Um, so if if you were to, um, oh, let's just, use, let's just use this church. I mean, I, I know you just got here and you're learning some things. You know a bit from me. But if you were to come here, you know, let's say, let's say you guys feel great about it, the church feels great about it, we're going forward. If you were to come here, what would you foresee? Uh, two questions. First, what do you foresee uh, your first, you know, three to six months looking like? What, you know, what what do you start to do mm-hmm. outside of like, okay, we have a place to live. Yeah. yeah. Here's your office. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Um, you know what what do you see happening there? And then. Um, three to five years down the road, what would you say is a marker for success? Mm-hmm. If if you get you know you get to that point and you look around and you go, okay, we've hit some of the goals that I would I would have gone out to 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 strive to do. Hmm. Sure. Um, so for the f- like first three months, let's say, or three three six three to six months, sorry, mm-hmm. um, I'd probably focus more on becoming familiar with the youth ministry that's going yeah. on here at Gospel Chapel, and I'd get familiar with the mission as well as the church and yeah. just kind of the direction that the church is going in. Um, I'd get to know the volunteers and staff very well. Yeah. Um, I'd get to, I'd want to get to know the youth, and uh, I think what's super important is getting to know all their names super quickly mm. um, so that, you know, by the second Friday or something, I can just say, like, hey, how's it going, Adam, or whatever yeah. their name might be, and then they'll instantly feel like, oh, man, this guy actually... He's paying attention to me. He cares. Yeah. Um, I think I'll try to get in touch with some key people in the community, like a mayor or some teachers, mm-hmm. um, police officers, just to kind of build a little bit of a um, demographic, I guess, of what the community is like and what the community might be needing mm-hmm. right now. Um, so I guess, like, to sum it all up, I think my first few months here would be a lot of listening and yeah. learning, observing, um, and building relationships yeah, and being really serious about that. Cool. Yeah, and it's an interesting time probably for any job, I would say, to, you know, be transitioning to a different location or a different job or, you know, same field of work but somewhere else. Um, Because in a way, you know, Gospel Chapel has a really rich uh, history of youth ministry. Um, It's really valuable to our church. 
you know, there, there's a real passion and heart for good children and youth ministry here. Mm. Um, you know, I was part of that history growing up here and, and just, it's a huge part of my story. And, and there's a whole long list of people that can attribute a lot to the, to the youth ministry and not just, I, I'm not, and I don't just mean, um, the, the youth group, but you know, uh, things like ministries in our church from Pioneer Girls and our CSB and, you know, which includes Battalion, which is another youth ministry that happens here. Mm-hmm. Just such a rich history. Um, so I don't mean this in the sense that uh, we need to toss it all out because the game has kind of changed from the pandemic. I wouldn't suggest that at all. Oh. But in a way, there it's an interesting time because there may be on some level a little bit of a blank canvas. Hmm. Now, you and I could talk about this uh, off camera if you want, but you know, whoever the next youth pastor is, is coming into a situation where the last youth pastor is on staff still. So that has dynamics I think, I think could be a lot of good, mm-hmm. but I also have to be intentional to um, step back and, and you know, not, not intervene on, on levels where I think I need to or anything like that um, because it's not my youth ministry anymore. And I mean, it never really should have been, you know, it's the Lord's. Yeah. Um, but in a sense, even the last year and a half of me doing the work, it's been really difficult and things have changed. Some of it, I was, I was implementing it. Some of it was brought upon me from the pandemic and you just kind of have to do your best to, mm-hmm. to make youth ministry happen. So there is a sense of where there's a bit of a blank, blank canvas and you can kind of start in a way from the ground up, obviously knowing that there's a long, you know, rich history of, of amazing youth ministry that's happened here. Yeah. Um, so I, I don't really have a question at the end of that, but just to say, yeah, I think I think you're right in coming in to go kind of get in the lay of the land, but also just to build the relationships and assess, observe, mm-hmm. assess, and then make a plan from there kind of thing is, is I think really wise because... There isn't necessarily a real like um, hard and fast. Here it is. Just do it. Yeah. And more, I think, um, in a way of you're the guy. We we leave it to you to figure out what you think is going to be best for this season. For for you know if this goes forward and and things come together, whatever that you know you'll be running the group. You know the the ministry and 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 we give you the freedom to do so. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it is an interesting time right now with with all that kind of stuff. But mm-hmm. um, the other thing with, oh, sorry, did you want to say anything to that? Or uh, no, like I guess there was also that point of like three to five years. What would that? Oh yeah, right. Like? Yeah, I asked you another question. Perfect. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and Lay it on me. Kind of tags on to what right. I mentioned that it's 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 a good idea to do that to come along and and just do a lot of observation. Then yeah, like even though there's a bit of a blank canvas, um, I think it's important that uh, you know when you're building a program, you're building it for longevity and success. Mm, yeah. And then that can transition into like what I think success would be in youth ministry. And, and that's what, like, I think um, we would see youth either coming to Christ yep. or coming to know Christ more. Cool. Um, I would I'd hope to be seeing uh, youth leaders having intentional relationships with youth. And, cool. and what I mean by that is like youth leaders, not just seeing them on the youth night, but also like, going out to their games or, you know, if there's a piano recital or something, something important to this youth, uh, that the youth leader is going out of their way to, to go do that because they, they think that's important as mm-hmm. well. Um, I, I think I'd see uh, 
parents being cared for mm. and being ministered to because, um, you know, in youth ministry, we only get these youth for so many hours out of the week. But, yeah. you know, the parents, they're, they're really the ones that, uh, that can make a huge difference when it comes to the, the spiritual growth of their kid. Right. Um, so equipping parents. Uh, and, uh, and then I, I think also whoever would be coming to uh, be the pastor in this, uh, mm-hmm. you know, that they would be growing in spiritual health and maturity. Mm-hmm. And uh, that if, they have, if they're married, then, like, their marriage would also be growing in health and mm-hmm. stuff. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Um, yeah, it, it is such an interesting time right now, but I, th- I think you're right. Those things still apply, and it's important to, to be implementing those things. Um, so one of the things, uh, that's cool. One of the many things I'd say, but one of the things that that's cool about Grand Forks is we also have a Bible camp, Mm. um, which you would have passed already a couple times. Mm -hmm. Um, you haven't gone to it yet. Uh, what give us, um, first give us a little bit of, if you have any background or experience with Bible camp and then second, do you see um, partnerships between a local Bible camp in our context here uh, with youth ministry, and, and how would you see those things ebb and flow if you think they should or do? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess for myself, um, I the most experience I have with camp was being an attender okay. of Bible camp, okay. um, and that was usually just family camps because that's all when I could go out was with my grandparents. Um, I worked at a camp as a custodian for a year. Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, my wife, Keniston, she uh, went to camp. She was an LIT at camp. She's super passionate about camp. Okay, so, cool. Um, like, both of us feel very strongly that camp is super important. Yeah. Um, and can be, it can be pretty integral to the, to the growth of a, a youth or even just their, their um, them coming to know Christ. Um, so I, I think that's super important. Hmm. Um, now, what that would look like on our end, uh, I think a partnership would be, awesome i think i think that we should definitely do that um what the capacity would look like and where i'd be involved in that i'm not really sure just because i don't have that as much experience sure yeah but um that doesn't mean that i'm I'm not open to that and open to learn and and step into that and and just like move with that as it as it comes so nice yeah again there's such rich history here with gospel chapel and the pines bible camp uh, you can't talk about one without the other because they're founded kind of by the same group of, right. of men. And, yeah. um, and, and you know, there's never been a point, I think, in the Pines history where there wasn't a lot of intentional relationship uh, and connection between Gospel Chapel and, mm-hmm. and the Pines, which is super cool. And um, so Tim, uh, the director, you may have just got uh, his uh, affirmation and thumbs up Sweet. from uh, <laughs> for the Betts family. Great. But, uh, yeah, Tim has been fantastic to, to work with as well, and he's been very open with um, uh, us use, utilizing the camp. And as you probably know, um, that's where the youth group currently is is kind of meeting every week, mm-hmm. um, is up at the Bible camp because it's just a little bit easier right now to do things outdoor um, right. with students and stuff. So Zach Gobbett, our, our interim um, has been running that up there, which is great, um, and you'll get to see that on Sunday when you, when you go in and attend the the youth event. Um, so no, that's good. Um, okay, tell us. Uh, we want to know a little bit more about you as well. Um, so tell us a little bit. Um, what what are some things that you're into? What are some of your hobbies? 
Uh, well, I think my biggest hobby is hunting. Okay, great. <laughs> I, I love to hunt. Yeah. Uh, fishing as well. Okay. Um, we'd and Kanson loves to fish. Okay. Um, she she usually catches the fish. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, nice. she brings the sea to the 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 home dinner plate, and I bring the land. I guess. But, nice. Uh, so, uh, like, um, off of a a dock, fly fishing in a boat. What's the yeah, all we can do in our area is just fish from the shore, unfortunately, right. with some pickerel lures and, and okay. some bait on that and sit there and wait for hours and, okay. you know. Um, but, uh, yeah, so that's kind of, those are my two biggest hobbies, especially hunting. I'm super passionate about that. Sweet. Um, reading is probably a big one. Uh, okay. It's probably growing even more so because of school. Ah, uh, yeah. Uh, and uh, What are you reading right now? Well, well I'm reading uh, a Spiritually Healthy Leader. Okay. Uh, that's one of the spiritual formation journal books. Okay. Um, who's who's the author of that one? Do you know? I don't. Sorry. Okay. No, sorry. Yeah. You've probably read it, though. I uh, don't know if I had to read that one, but okay. if I did, I forgot it. Oh, I, I brought it with me. If you like okay, it. great. It's pretty good. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, what else am I reading? I was I was uh, working through C.S. Lewis's A Grief Observed. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, and there's my regular devotionals and stuff, just reading through mm -hmm. scripture and writing. Um. Yeah, and then you know whatever is usually the the, the needed reading for school, I'm doing that. Yeah. Um, like rec I'm right now, I'm doing a pop cultural with okay. Walt Mueller. Yeah, and sweet. so I read a, like a book on pop culture and, and stuff like that. So, yeah, yeah. Nice. And sorry, you. I think you were continuing on with some of your hobbies, or was there? Yeah, I guess the only other thing is playing guitar. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I play acoustic, and that's kind of I'll fill around with that. Okay, so, not electric. I'd love to get an electric. Um, I've I've really been tempted to buy one. It's just uh, the price point. And yes, stuff, you know. Right. There's there's other things that we could be spending money on right now. Yeah. So fair I, enough. I yeah. Gone into it. So you own an acoustic right now. Though. Yeah. 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 So do you ever play on worship teams or anything like that? Yep. Yeah. Cool. Yep. I, I love uh, I love being a part of worship team. I, I led a, a youth worship team too. Okay. At one point and stuff. So. Okay. Yeah. Sweet. Um, some of your favorite bands. Uh, Demon Hunter. Yep, great. Love Demon Hunter. Uh, just so everyone's aware, it, it is a heavy metal band. Um, but they've recently came out with an album called Songs on Death and Resurrection. It's mm -hmm. it's all uh, uh, orchestral and and uh, just singing. There's it's not heavy metal. So if if you want to check it out, I'd, I'd highly recommend that. That's one. the album for yeah, everybody in our congregation. Yeah. Start there. Well, it's beautiful. It's yeah. it's all about uh, the resurrection and yeah. stuff. So it's, it's great. Yeah. Um, uh, I like NF. Um, Lecrae, yeah. um, August Burns Red, um, those are kind of my yep. more top ends. Yep. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Um, if I say the Canucks, what city would you say they play in? <laughs> <laughs> so on the way here, uh, we were talking about sports. Don't worry, this has nothing to do with the, the future of your position. Okay, good. Um, <laughs> And uh, I asked Nate if, he, if he's into sports, and he said, not really. And I said, well, I'm really into hockey. I'm really into the, the Canucks. And Nate said, well, why the Canucks? I'm like, well, you know, because they're kind of the local team in BC. And then Nate then realized that they're in Vancouver. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> we won't hold it against you, but, uh, you know, you got some, some room to grow there. So yeah, okay. That's, right. yeah. Uh, that's great, Nate. Um, yeah, tell us a little bit about... Um, some of your strengths and weaknesses what what do you bring you know to the table with some things which we probably already have been gleaning through our talk right now but also where are some areas that you're looking to to improve yeah um 
so I, I, I talked to my wife about the strengths part for sure and the weaknesses because mm. um, that's always a really good reference. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, patience, mm. uh, adaptability, uh, forbearance is one that she uh, had said. Cool. Uh, problem solving, uh, building interpersonal relationships. Yeah. Um, I'm very much relationship focused. Okay. Uh, teaching and, and I have good people skills, so that's kind of my strengths. Okay. Um, but areas I need to grow in, I'd say professionally. Uh, would be more administrative, administrative stuff, okay. um, and time management. Mm. Um, and time management, I think, is something that a lot of people need to learn. It's not really a, a yeah. skill that we're born well with, yeah. uh, or born with. But um, yeah, those are my two big ones. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. And on a personal side, I'd say uh, um, self confidence and, but also humility, okay. um, are, are what I need to, uh, are, are areas I need to grow in. Mm. Yeah. Um. Oh, what was I going to ask you? Um, no, no, I forgot. But anyway, that's good. <laughs> this is how you do. This is how you do improv interviews, you know. So, um, yeah. So when you're looking at, um, you know, kind of looking at this work, and and even for you, your life personally, what? And I don't want to put you on the spot too much here, but since. COVID has started in this pandemic. Um, have you noticed anything like, oh man, here's one or two big lessons I've learned from, you know, so, something that, that God really taught me in the last 20 months or something specifically, or something that came to light even for you or anything like that? Mm. Uh, I think one of the big things that God has like taught me, and we see it in scripture too, is that uh, community is uh, something we all desire and need. Mm. Um, yeah. Uh, like I saw it in, in the youth group I was a part of, uh, doing Zoom was good, but as soon as we could be joining back together, it was just, it was so, they, they appreciated it so much more. Mm. Uh, and, and same thing with like gathering as a church, uh, that community part is just so huge. Yeah. Um, and, and I'd say the second thing uh, would be that um, we're, we're in a very, um, you know, the, how do I put this? Like it's it's a difficult time, but it's always transitioning between, you know, what are the new mandates and yeah. what do we have to change? And um, one thing I, I, I've definitely learned is that, like, regardless of what's going on, Christ is always active. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we can still be pursuing the kingdom of God and, and, and spreading the kingdom of God. We just have to be adaptable in that. And... Um, so it, yeah, it can, it can be easy to be discouraged when all this stuff is happening, but at the same time, well, like we know that Christ is on the throne and that He's got a plan and, and that He's active right now, and we just need to come alongside Him and mm -hmm. figure out how to be bre uh, better forwarding the kingdom in yeah. the communities we're in. So. Yeah, and I think I think you're right with that community piece. I we had our first service back for a while uh, last Sunday, and uh, the sense I got from everyone there was it was just really nice to be together. And, and I know we know that and and we're doing our best through some of this and you know we can split hairs one way or the other about taking a pause on on services all that kind of stuff but I just felt like there was a, a great unity on Sunday uh, with our congregation which was really cool mm. and just joy and just you know it was just great to be together which was it just filled my heart yeah um, and, and I think that is something going forward we, we really hunger for and want to be intentional about. And, mm -hmm. and that obviously is, is crucial for youth ministry um, and being intentional with, with students because students are hurting and, and mm -hmm. a lot of them are feeling lost. And that's been the case 
um, for a long time, um, but has definitely hasn't improved, I think, over the pandemic. Um, you know, that isolation that a lot of students have felt in, yeah. and maybe aren't as equipped as some adults, and certainly a lot of adults aren't very equipped with that either. You know, it's not natural for us to be isolated or, yeah. or separated. Um, that's not where the Lord wants us. So, you know, we're working through that as a congregation, and I think we're uh, on the on the rise there, and, and that's good. Um, so, Nate, is there anything else you would like just to impart or, or say, you know, to a, a congregation you haven't met, uh, to most people you haven't met yet at this point, and, and you'll see more on, on Sunday, uh, Sunday morning when we have our, our two services, but you won't see everybody, you know, um, for this time that you're you're here. Is there anything you want to? Yeah, I guess I'd, I'd just like to say thank you. Uh, thank you for having uh, Kenneth and I out to, uh, to come see Grand Forks. Uh, we're, we're very appreciative about the hospitality, mm. the generosity, um, and uh, yeah, we, we just feel very blessed cool. uh, to, to have had this opportunity to come out. So thank you so much, Gospel Chapel, just to um, not only consider me as a candidate, but also to, to have us out. Um, mm. yeah, thank you. Yeah, and, uh, and that's part of it too, Nate, is through this process, you know, you and Kenniston are, are discerning mm-hmm. and praying and, and seeing if this is the right fit and also that um, if, if this is where the Lord wants you. Uh, and, and we don't want that if that's not what the Lord wants, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, you, you're wrestling with that, and we're also wrestling through that too as a congregation here as we go. Um, but at the, at the very least, I think uh, one of the desires from our congregation let's just say worst case scenario in a way uh is that we'd love just to bless you guys so you know you guys if you came out here you got to see grand forks which we all think is the best place on earth and gospel chapel which is a great church um you know i don't want to have church pride but i think it's a fantastic (laughs) church um you know then you know at least we've we've been able to bless you in, in a big way and so so that's one of the goals for sure, but obviously, you know, you're here to, to see if this is a good fit. Um, maybe it is, maybe it isn't, and, and also on our end too. So mm-hmm. yeah, Nate, we're, we're really excited and, and happy that we can make this work, um, especially when times aren't super easy to make a lot of these things work, and this is why we can do something like this, which hopefully helps um, for our congregation too, especially. Um, but yeah, we're really excited that you guys can come here. Uh, we know it's going to be, uh, you know, just a lot for you guys. You know, you're meeting a lot of people. Uh, we're cramming lots of stuff in. Um, it's probably a bit exhausting. We hope it's also, you know, that you find some rest in that too. Um, we love that uh, you guys can stay up at the cabins at the ranch because it is mm-hmm. a, is a beautiful spot, and, and we're so thankful for, um, you know, the the Tabrink family, the Pauls mm-hmm. family for. Um, you know, hosting you guys up there in the cabin. And, and again, that's that's meant to be a blessing. That was their heart behind even having those cabins up there is to bless people in ministry. So that mm. the very least is hopefully a good blessing for you guys too. Um, and that uh, you can enjoy your time. We know it is a lot. We are asking a lot of you while you're here, but we thought you're here. So let's get as much in as we can and, and mm. discern and, and go from there. So so Nate, thanks for your time and thanks for going through this stuff with me, um, kind of blasting through uh, through a few things together um, in a short period of time. Uh, but this way, I think it gives a really good opportunity for our, our church family to get a sense of who you are and, 
not just probably creep on social media and see <laughs> on Facebook or something like that and see who you are yeah. once we release the, the names yeah. to the congregation last week and stuff of, you know, uh, you guys, I'm sure I'm sure a lot of people were like trying to figure out who you were and stuff. Yeah, so okay. yeah. this gives you an opportunity now. People can kind of meet you in this way. So mm. cool. Okay. Thanks, Nate. I yeah, think thanks, the next man. thing up is, uh, actually, I don't even know. There's, there's going to be a supper tonight or something, but we'll see what the, the rest of the day holds. Yeah. All right. Excited. Cool. Thanks, man.